This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Promises Behavioral Health. If you're struggling through the pains of alcohol or drug addiction or a mental health disorder, now's the time to seek the help that you need. Let this be an opportunity to get back on track and get back to finding the real you. You're not alone and Promises Behavioral Health is here and they can help. We've worked with Promises for years. We know their teams personally. We have great relationships with the Promises team. And most importantly, we trust them and so can you. To learn more about Promises treatment options near you for you or your loved one, here's what you can do. Go to promisesbehavioralhealth.com slash sober guy. That's promisesbehavioralhealth.com slash sober guy. Or you can pick up the phone and call 888-205-1890. That's 888-205-1890. Tell them that you heard about them from That Sober Guy Podcast. That Sober Guy Podcast contains adult content, merciless truth, and emotional nudity. Listener discretion is advised. I'm Shane Raymer. You're listening to That Sober Guy Podcast, and we help people stay sober. If it's your first time listening, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here today. Today, we're going to be talking about what do I do if I relapse? It's a relevant question. I've been hearing quite a bit about this lately, about the ins and the outs and the back and the forth. Quit drinking for a while and then go back to it, whether it's for, you know, quitting for a couple of weeks or a couple of days, a couple of months even. I think I'd put together up to almost a month, like three weeks at one time, and then I went back. Very common thing. One of the things that was the hardest for me was how hard I was on myself through that time I can remember beating myself up pretty bad and like my own worst enemy and although it seemed effective at the time I just need to buckle down and do it and just beat myself up it was very ineffective and it didn't help the the case at all eventually what it ended up helping was to 100% completely let go and then find purpose in something so we're going to get to that in a little bit talk a little bit more about what do I do if I relapse First, a few a few announcements. You can find all of our resources, like our free 10-day guide to help jumpstart your life without alcohol. Uh, we have a 30-day quit drinking dude challenge, and you can also join our Sober Guy men's crew uh, on the Locals platform, and you can also find more podcast meetings, lots of good resources, and you can get all of that. You can contact us as well by going to www.thatsoberguy.com. That's thatsoberguy.com. Follow us on Instagram at that sober guy podcast. All the links from everything we talk about today will be in the show notes. Good to be here with you. Good to be back. Yes, again, man, staying dialed in. I can't, I can't state enough how much the podcast and finding purpose in something has helped me to not go back to drinking. Because uh, there have been plenty of times where I've questioned that in the past, especially in the first couple of years, and um, you know the the commitment. Uh, the fun, uh, the ability to connect with people, the ability to have such a great support system, uh, and just the fact that I love doing the podcast has been a huge part uh, in you know my being able to not go back to drinking. And I guess I'm not saying that I'm not saying to anybody, oh hey, you need to go out and run and start a podcast. That's not for everybody. I get that. But what do you love to do? What what is something of service that's fun that you enjoy that you might be able to help that you might be able to bring some entrepreneurship into and create like what is something that there is out there that means something special to you how do you find that how do you unlock that 
because I, I really do believe that when we find purpose in something, that is when we can truly, un, we can truly change and we can truly unlock that spirit that's been held captive for so many years. In my case, over 17 of them by alcohol. I was, uh, the consciousness was subdued. My drive was subdued. My vision, uh, and although I had these wild visions and dreams of being in the music business or having a business one day, um, you know, being successful, whatever that meant, and I'm highly successful in what I do now. And don't take that as arrogance. Here's what I mean: my family is amazing. I am so successful in having a great family. Uh, my kids, my wife, our, our family, my extended family, my friends, man, we've been so blessed with that. And I just feel so grateful and successful in that. And um, I don't think that there's anything more important than that. The older I get and the more that I continue to grow and learn. And man, I owe all of that to God and to to, to quitting um, these addictive things that were you know just just a huge part of my life for so many years, which that was the beginning of it, but that led to all the symptoms, not being able to feel, not being able to operate, not being mature, not being able to um, just do the day-to-day things and have vision, have goals, have actionable items uh, that I could do and support too, coaches, mentors, um, just man, the whole the whole nine yards of just getting out of the the rut of being stuck, getting out of self, getting out of my own head and I think the best one is getting out of my own way. So how do we get out of our own way if we relapse? What do we do? Um, and it's a really it's a really hard question. And I can speak from my experience in the fact of I did go through this quite a few times um, in the process leading up to 2013 before I actually like went and really got some help and and stopped. You know, I would I would try to stop on my own. I would only smoke weed. I would go back to drinking. And then I'd quit smoking weed for two weeks. And then it would be like this back and forth thing. I was like, oh, I'm not going to do any other hard drugs. I won't do pills or whatever substance might be there. But alcohol was always at the forefront and always the foundation of everything. And that really is and was my true um, issue. You know, I, I, I could I could stop a lot of the other stuff um, at any point in time. And it, it didn't do what alcohol did to me. Um, and, and so, you know, in in that experience, trying to go back and forth and thinking I could do it on my own, I would. I would stop for days, weeks. Um, I never really put months together. I don't not that I can recall. Almost a month at one point, and I've told the story many times. I went to a, an event called Thanksgiving with the that a friend of mine had put on out in Oakland, California, and we were going to do a show there as I was still in the group chemical diet, and um, and man, what a mess that was. I was trying to stay sober and I think I had about three weeks at the time. There was a full bar there and just massive blunts being passed around. You couldn't even see in the place. And there was Thanksgiving dinner made half with pot butter and the other half was maybe pot butter and maybe not. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Quite the event. I think it was like at the Moose Lodge or something in Oakland. And uh, it was actually a cool event minus uh, you know my ass going back to drinking there. But I couldn't take the pressure. I couldn't take, I was white knuckling those three weeks that I had been, you know, without alcohol. And the only reason I was doing that was because I had gotten some trouble with my wife and I wanted to try to prove to her and not only her, but prove to myself that I didn't have an issue with alcohol and that I didn't need 
to I didn't need any help and I could quit anytime I wanted. And so as I thought I was proving myself that, you know, after the three weeks, when it really came down to it with no support system and no knowledge of self and no knowledge or experience of other things in life, you know, I folded and caved to the pressure of not being prepared in a moment where we were going to perform and do some songs. And I just, I couldn't take it. And I went right to the bar when we got there and I started drinking. And then I, I ended up being the one driving home, which I don't know how till this day, thank God I made it home over, um, you know, over I 80, 50, 60 miles home on the, I don't even remember that drive. It was so, and there, and there were so many instances like that. And I know that you guys can relate for those of you out there who have done that before, which many of us who have issues with alcohol have. We Even the times when we've just had a couple, we think we're okay, but if we got pulled over or got in an accident, our lives would be ruined in some, in some cases. You know, so I didn't have that support system, that knowledge. I didn't have the full acceptance of letting go at that time, and that's why I went back and I'd done that multiple times and I'm going to, I've told the stories multiple times, so I'm not going to tell them today, but just know that there was, you know, at least three times if between three and 10 times, I'll just say randomly, um, definitely three where I quit for a few days, a few weeks, and then I would go back. So hence the, and this has been coming up a bit lately with different men that I've talked to who have gone, they're good for a minute and then they go, they go back, something happens and they give in. And so I came up with these, um, just a few different ideas about this and how, um, you know, or, or what we can do if we relapse. And I just wanted to, to cover these today and hopefully it'll speak to someone out there who has been in this situation or is in this situation. And, uh, it'll help give you a little bit of relief and, and let you know that it's okay and that you can jump back on track and you can keep moving forward. And this kind of stuff happens. It's a part of my story. And now if you're going through this, it's a part of your story or a part of your loved one's story. Um, so the first one is accept that you relapsed, accept that you relapsed. I've really been diving into something lately called radical acceptance and radical acceptance is the ability to accept situations that are outside of your control without judging them, which in turn reduces the suffering that is caused by them. So the only little caveat here with this is I do believe in, in a situation of relapse, um, we do have um, the ability to control our actions and um, in you know, in, in some sense, in some instances. So I don't want to put full responsibility, you know, on, on self, because I know how that can be emotions and, and anxiety and stuff can take over. And so I know there's kind of a fine line there, but we have to be able to be, um, in a situation if, or if we get in that situation, we have to have the tools in place and um, we not only do we have to have the tools and, and the support and know a plan in place, we also have to put that into action. And so sometimes it's a really tough thing to do. And that's what leads a lot of us back to, to relapsing or going back and forth. But um, in any case, you have to accept that it happened and there's nothing you can do about it anymore. It's gone. It happened. It did. Your time is gone. You got to start over. That's okay. It, it is what it is. The old saying, I know a lot of people don't like that saying, but it's the truth. It's done. So why spend precious time beating ourselves up and living in the past and saying, woulda, coulda, shoulda, shoulda, I shoulda all over myself 
Let's practice radical acceptance. Let's accept the situation. It's at this point, maybe, you know, maybe we think we should have been able to control it at that time, but it doesn't matter because right now we can't control what happened because it happened. And so when we can practice that acceptance and let go and practice that um, radical acceptance, it will reduce the suffering and the worry and the anxiety and the beating ourselves up that's caused by what happened, the relapse itself. So accept that it happened. It's over. It's done. Move on. Number two, give yourself grace. And this kind of ties in with the first one. We accept that it happened and then we have to learn to give ourselves grace and forgive ourselves. It doesn't mean that we can't hold ourselves accountable. It doesn't mean that we can't get in our ass or get in our face a little bit and go, man, that's you, you messed up, you know, that, that's okay. I think accountability and, and being, you know, somewhat tough on ourselves in, in honesty and respecting ourselves, you know, not completely destroying ourselves and being hard and, and, and negative talk. We talk a lot about PMA and how important that is. You can give yourself yourself grace and still be honest with yourself and be real about the situation and go, man, you really messed up and you can still practice PMA though and flip that and go, Hey, but here's the good that comes out of this is I know what I'm not doing next time. And I know what mechanisms I'm putting in place. So this doesn't happen again. There's no sense in just kicking our own ass until we can't take it anymore. And then all that's going to do is we're going to end up in the same position again in a couple of weeks. We have to be able to um, sit in that and accept, like I said, in number one, and then say, hey, Shane, you went back after three weeks. It's okay. I didn't do that back then. I just beat my beat myself up over it. I was my own worst enemy. I was mad at myself. I was disappointed that I drove home like I did in the condition. I could have killed my friend and me in the car or somebody else. And that happened so many times. I was lucky enough to get out of it okay and still be here today. But I remember that next day just being so hard on myself. And like I said, we got to be honest, but we have to give ourselves grace too. And we learn as we get better and we practice and we find support. So don't be hard on yourself. Give yourself grace. Number three, reach out and communicate to someone you trust. Reach out and communicate to someone you trust. I had a text um, from somebody in our locals group just a couple of days ago who relapsed. And um, that was, uh, you know, one of the greatest things he could have done was shoot me a text and just and just get it off of his chest and go, hey, man, I messed up and I drank last night. And, you know, what? A, a, and of course, like, you know, the weight that you're holding in, in that moment, the, the shame or the guilt or whatever it's there, you, you know, but getting it out there and telling somebody is so powerful and it allows at least the start of being able to get rid of that. And so I was so proud of him when he did that because it's not an easy thing to do. And, um, of course, and, and I know there's fear in that too. It's like, what are people going to think? What are they going to say? Man, if your boys are your boys, they're going to support you 100%. Or your family is your family or your your spouse or whoever it is that you have to tell this to. If they love you and they're there for you and, and they understand the struggle, then they're going to be there for you. They're not going to beat you up over it. It's like when he texted me, I said, man, it's okay, bro. It happens, dude. It's part of your story. So don't go back out. Don't go drink again tonight and, and start fresh. You know, there's a meeting here. You know, hop in if you can. Or call call me back or call somebody. 
Stay connected, but don't beat yourself up. So that communication is key. We got to tell somebody, don't hold it in because the longer we hold it in, the worse it's going to get. And that's just going to lead to that continued process of drinking more. Number four, find support in a meeting. Find support in a meeting, in a fellowship or some sort of group. Find some sort of group, some sort of fellowship, some sort of meeting, um, a men's group, a 12-step group, a clubhouse meeting. Um, We'd love to have you join our locals men's group. We have a great group in there. Um, There has to be something, an in-person meeting in your community, if you're okay with that. I know that scares a lot of people. But man, that's that's part of putting ourselves out there and getting uncomfortable a little bit too. You got to show up. So if we go back, I mean, that's one of the first things we should be doing besides reaching out is, is finding a support group somewhere. We need that support. And that looks different for everybody. People do different programs. Some people don't do programs. Some people do private groups. Some people do church groups. Like, you know, there's different 12-step programs. There's different non 12 step. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff out there to suit people's needs. And I never want to try to pigeonhole anybody into, you need to do it this way because there different ways work for different people. People are different. Some people prefer one way. Some people don't, I don't really, I don't care what anyone, I know it works for me. And that's, that's all that really matters. I don't need to tell anybody how else they should do it. I'll share my experience with you. What has worked for me, what hasn't, which I do very openly, but I'm not here to tell anybody exactly what that looks like. Just find something. And we got lots of resources at thatsoberguy.com. There's a ton of podcasts and we have a lot of good connections that we could help anybody with too if they're looking for those support, whether it's meetings or groups or professional help. But you got to find something. You have to find something. Find support in a meeting, fellowship, some sort of group. All right, the last one, number five. I like this one. Let it go. It's okay. Show up and do the work one day at a time. I think I butchered that in the beginning. It's It should be, it's okay. Let it go. Show up and do the work one day at a time. I look at this. So, I mean, just the start of that, it's okay. It's okay. Because we're so, we beat ourselves up so bad. It's okay. Let it go. It happened. Radical acceptance. Show up. Show up. Wherever it is you got to be, show up, move your ass and your mind will follow. I tried to use that on the, on the locals meeting last night and my connection was all messed up. I think I was telling Jeff, um, you know, we, we were discussing how sometimes it's hard to make it to an appointment, to a meeting. We just don't feel like it. We don't feel up to it. We've had a long day. And I went back to that saying that I heard from David um, in uh, at Azure Acres years ago. And he said, move your ass and your mind will follow. And I've shared it many times on the podcast before, but move your ass and your mind will follow. And it's so true. Times I don't want to do stuff when I know I need to do, I just need to get there. I just show up. God will do the rest. I can't tell you how many times I've just shown up with no expectations. And I, and when I'm done, whatever, doing what I'm doing, I'm like, holy crap, like that was amazing. How did that happen? How did I connect with this person? How did we have this conversation? You know, how, like, how did that go down like that? Well, I just showed up. I didn't have, you know, I could have not went and nothing would have, I would never would have known, but we got to show up. We got to do it one day at a time too. Got to put the work in, but we got to take it one day at a time, not feel overwhelmed. So you got to take it easy. So let's go over them one more time. Number one, accept you relapsed. 
Practice that radical acceptance. Give yourself grace. Don't be your own worst enemy. Reach out and communicate to someone you trust. We got to talk about it. We got to tell someone. Find support in a meeting, fellowship, or some sort of group. Where is that at for you? And then number five, it's okay. Let it go. Show up. Do the work one day at a time. So I hope something spoke to you today. Uh, if there's anything I can do uh, to help with your uh, your new journey in quitting drinking, please let us know. You can find all of our resources in our contact form at thatsoberguy.com. Uh, join us on our locals men's crew too, man. It's a, it's a, a great spot to get plugged in if you're looking for a group. Love you guys. Share the podcast with a friend. Hey, leave us a review on iTunes too. I would love that. I haven't said that in a long time. Peace, love, and respect. Keep your blood clean.